Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the 86th episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. This week, we have a great one. We have Lucas Dolangowski, social media manager for the Rocket City Trash Pandas. So you know that's going to be great. Make sure to go back and listen through the catalog, folks. Can't really stress that enough. There's 85 other fantastic episodes um, something for everybody back there. Go back and check out all the old episodes. Um, if you want a shout out, it's super easy. Just drop a rating and comment on Apple Podcasts. Um, please, please, please do that. I'd love to shout you out on the pod. Um, those comments and ratings on Apple Podcasts that helps drives us up the charts and turns more people into members of the Tarp Crew. Um, sadly, we don't have a 5.0 star rating anymore because some jerk decided to give us a three star rating uh but didn't leave a comment so we don't know what to make better um if you're gonna leave less than a four less than a five or a four um let us know what you don't like all right all right deal in case you missed it, folks, I finally decided to make a designated Twitter account for the podcast. So go ahead and follow that at Pulling Tarp Pod. I've said it on Twitter. I've said it on the show. Uh, once we get up to 200 followers, I will seriously look into getting some sort of merch. Um, so, and we're at like 188 right now. So um, make me put in some work. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, so at Pulling Tart Pod on Twitter, that's where you can find all up-to-date news about the Pulling Tart Podcast and reach out uh, about coming on as a guest. Um, and if you're a business owner uh, or know any business owners, uh, that's where they can reach out as well to become sponsors. And you can always follow me on Twitter at It's R.A. Coon. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. With that being said, let's chat with Lucas Dolangowski. Lucas, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. Um, I was I was doing some research before the interview, of course, and I think we just need to start out the interview with just you laying out like your fandom across all sports. You're you're all over the place, man. Yeah, uh, I get railed on a lot uh, by friends and random people that I meet about my sports fandom. Uh, I'm, I'm from Michigan originally, so I have the Red Wings and the Pistons for okay. NHL and the NBA. So there's that. They're like My dad's from Detroit area, so I have that. Okay. My mom's side of the family is from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which is, they're only three hours from Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So okay. um, 
that, those are the games they got growing up and like we have season ticket holders in our family and like a lot of friends and family in Wisconsin too. Okay. So I'm Packers fan on that side of the deal. Like I'm not going to be a Lions fan. Like that would be. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then just ha- I had a connection just growing up. Like my dad's, my dad's Detroit everything with his fandom. So he's a Tigers fan, but I somehow didn't latch onto that um when i was younger and then uh like my uncle was a yankees fan. i don't know i i latched on to yankees fandom just through like family and then when you're like growing up playing little league and like Derek jeter's in his prime and like i yeah. played a mostly shortstop growing up okay uh you're like you're gonna root for Derek jeter and Derek so. jeter's from michigan yeah 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 that too um so that's uh where the yankees fandom comes in um yeah, I get. I'm a Manchester United fan for the Premier League, so I have Yankees, Manchester United, and Packers, which like people just rail me for. They're like, "Cool, just like pick the winning teams." I'm like, "All right, all right. Like, it, it just happened to work out this way." And I, when I was younger, like my cousin worked for Nike Soccer, so she would like send me Manchester United stuff sometimes. That's cool. When they were when they were a Nike club and played like FIFA and followed that. I don't yeah. know just kind of happen that way that's like most i feel like soccer fandom that people just like yeah i played fifa with them a lot so yeah i liked them right and, um and then or i'm from i lived in orlando for 20 years so um we got an mls team like i jumped all in on orlando city for okay major league soccer so yeah um like sort of geographically it, it ties uh, together. Some of my teams, and then others, I'm just, I'm, I'm all over the place. And then I went to Florida, University of Florida, for school, so, like, my college athletics are, are Florida Gators. So. Okay, all right. I am a Chelsea fan um, because of, like, DDA Drogba and Michael Essien yeah. and all those guys. Um, but, yeah, can you believe that uh, EA didn't renew, like, FIFA? Or they, they couldn't get it, I guess? Man, aren't they? Yeah. I think the deal there which yeah that's i think that's how most yeah soccer fandom like you you pick guys that you like like you like Drogba and, and that's you know, like you just you're gonna right. become a tap yeah like that. well that's why i like all these teams like my dad follows chelsea a little bit because of pulisic oh yeah so, yeah you know works out that way exactly exactly um i i also went to like a couple packers games when i worked for beloit um, the team president, he had the Milwaukee package. Yeah. Um, yep. so they would charter a bus, like a bunch of people would charter a bus from Beloit to Green Bay. And, um, boy, that was, so, so for like a one o'clock game, you're leaving Beloit at like 6am. And so you start drinking at 6am and it is a fun ride up there. Boy, that, that was fun. I got to see my Eagles there twice. Um, not a bad seat in the entire stadium. It's incredible. No, it, it's awesome. Been fortunate to like go to quite a few games over the years, and um, I actually worked. That's one of my. I'll probably get in that too. Is um, uh, one of my first like baseball gigs was working in the Northwoods League. Yeah, uh, Green Bay Bullfrogs. Okay, like a media intern for them, and um, so it was cool like to live like. 10 minutes from Lambeau for a summer. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, When did you work for the Bullfrogs? Yeah, uh, 2015. Uh, So that would have been my 
junior year of college. And, um, yep. I just, I had an opportunity. Like we had some connections through people that, uh, had worked up there and got, I got linked up with the, the people with the bullfrogs who are now the green Bay booyah. Yeah. Uh, that's a chicken. Uh, they have a brand new stadium. We played in this old city park, um, stadium that's been around since like 1910 or something. Um, but, and it was, it was so rickety and old. And yeah. They got a brand new stadium, I think now. Okay. Uh, so they're, they're moving on up. Yeah, I think this, I think the same ownership group is still, still owned. I think it's called Big Top. Yeah. I think they own the Madison Mallards as well. And maybe another yeah. team in that league too. But um, is that what made you get into minor league baseball? Was like that little taste of Northwoods League action? Yeah, I was in a kind of a jackknife role there. Um, so at the time, I wanted to do like play by play and announcing. Okay. Uh, but they had already had a guy, they had already hired someone for that role uh, for the season. And. I got, I still went on, um, I did, I helped with like our video production, uh, in terms of like graying live graphics and stuff like that. And then, um, even helped out like shooting games, uh, on camera. We kind of like rotated what we did, um, or then, um, we would, you know, actually run the production and, uh, you know, be on the switcher and whatnot. Okay. I had some opportunity to, to do color commentary um for some both home and road games which is nice too so i kind of did a little bit of everything um at the time i really wasn't doing much social media like i kind of collaborated with the guy who was doing the communications and social media stuff but yeah uh, you know it was it was kind of an afterthought at, at that at that point in my life but um yeah really fun summer and um you know i think the ballpark held you know, a thousand people, but yeah, just right up the alley of minor league baseball, kind of just, you're getting your feet wet in a bunch of different areas and, um, you know, getting to just hang out at a baseball park all summer is about as good as it gets. So that yeah. was, um, yeah, that was definitely my first taste. Yeah. And then you went to USA football and, um, a couple of other places too, but you found your way back to minor league baseball. How'd you, how'd you find your way back? Yeah, so I had worked for a golf academy um, out of college my first year, uh, year and a half or so out of college, doing our running our digital media. Um, had an opportunity to go to USA football, which is similar to like a USA track and field or USA swimming or whatever, any okay. of those Olympic governing bodies. It's, it's in that same realm. There's just not an Olympic sport. Yeah. USA, they do all like lots of like safety stuff and coaching education in conjunction with the NFL and the NFL funds them a lot. Okay. Um, Got hired as the, uh, social media coordinator there. And then, uh, we also brought on another social media person as well. Um, a little bit into my time there. So that was really nice to kind of collaborate with her. And then, um, they had some budget cuts, uh, November of 2019, and myself, the other social media person, and about eight or nine other folks got let go. Wow. Um, so I got laid off uh, before even COVID existed. Um, so it wasn't like everyone was getting laid off for COVID like the next year. But um, no, I just had it happen for, for budget cuts. And 
just stumbled upon the trash pandas job. You know, I'm looking. I, I was. I, I've always wanted to get back into baseball, and um, like that's where that's where my heart is. But it, I, I wasn't super picky at the time because you know I needed to find a job. Right. And um, yeah, just happened to stumble upon the trash pandas on on, on teamwork online, and it, kind of the first pass. I saw Madison, Alabama, and I was like, I don't want to work in some, like, podunk town. Right. And Alabama. Like, I just glossed over it. I'm like, some random minor league team that I, I hadn't even heard of at the time. I was like, nah. And then I think a couple days later, I just happened to, like, go back to it, actually did research, and I was like, oh, this is Huntsville. Um, yeah. You know, a much larger city. Um, did all the research into the trash pandas and and then um, applied for the job and, you know, ended up ended up getting walked like basically backed up into a tremendous situation of like the popularity of the brand and and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, that's, I just, my heart's in baseball and I wanted to get back and it just kind of worked out that way. Um, unfortunately at first getting laid off, but it's like, it was the best thing that happened. Yeah. It's, I mean, it certainly sounds like it. Um, like, so I want to talk about, like, how to, because there are going to be people that listen to the podcast that want to get into minor league baseball, right? So, I personally never had any luck with Teamwork Online, and I'm glad that you have. Um, I know a couple of other people that have, but, like, in general, I haven't known a lot of people to have good luck with Teamwork Online. Um, pers- and then, so... When I was first getting into it, I had, what was it, um, it's in conjunction with, like, the winter meetings and that kind of stuff, I forget, um, minor league baseball, uh, baseball employment opportunities, something like, PBEO, yeah, professional baseball employment opportunity, I had an account on there and, um, stopped paying for it after a while, um, but honestly, I had the best luck just blind emailing general managers like um when i wanted to get out of beloit for a number of different reasons and i'm from pennsylvania originally so i just wanted to find something on the east coast i just shot my resume to um, different general managers and that's what had me the best got me the best luck and had some interviews and found a spot in delmarva um so like there are, I just want to let people know that there's plenty of, you know, there's plenty of ways to go about getting an opportunity or a position. Yeah. And I will say like for as, um, emerging of an industry that like social and digital media is that like so many people are trying to get into it now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really, I, I, I can only count on like one hand, maybe, uh, the amount of times that anyone's like cold contacted me of asking about like social media opportunities. So like chances are like there could be options in like plenty of places. Like if it doesn't have to be social media, but like yeah. I'm not getting contacted a lot. Um, and that's like an industry that people are wanting to get into too. And I don't even think I wouldn't say our, gen- our general manager gets contacted all that often. Again, we, I think we do a decent job of like posting kind of across channels, whether it's teamwork or indeed or right. 
just posting about it on social media um, and having kind of different channels, but not everyone has those resources. So yeah, you know, anything it's gonna you can always out. you can always find people's emails on the team website. So yeah, just about like it'd be, it's rare that people's emails aren't on there. Yeah, for sure. So all right, awesome. And then so you started with the trash pandas during i say during covid i mean covid's still clearly going on but like in the height of it when um and then like shortly after that you found out the season was suspended um so what was it like starting a new brand like during that whole process of like the season being suspended but you guys are still killing it in merch and like just kind of walk walk us through that yeah, it was cool. Like I, like I mentioned, like I kind of backed into a really nice brand scenario to yeah. where it was already decently established, at least from like just brand recognition and like all the merch sales. Um, They're breaking records yeah. before we even played because the team name got announced back in 2018. Okay. So basically for two plus years we just existed as this like amorphous brand that like they are a baseball team but they've never played baseball and we have no players or coaches or any like faces of the organization like we have a mascot yeah uh, and people are just like buying our merchandise and then with the season getting canceled we just like as a lot of teams did like just turn into an events company for six months yeah and so like we just existed as this thing <laughs> that like like yeah the trash pandas they're like hosting like a beer and wine like just all this stuff like that we had to we were fortunate to be able to host as like an outdoor venue um that's you know, cool. all throughout 2020 but yeah very weird scenario to just like exist <laughs> and like exist but not really like all these teams are like I get I, I got jealous early on of like all these teams about you know they have all these alumni that are in the bigs and there's all this like baseball history and there is baseball history in Huntsville with the they used to have the stars here right um, from 90s until uh, 2014 um, so people were like hungry for baseball to get back so it's it's true it, the sport has succeeded in this area but like we gained all these like followers and people from all over the world really that just like are finding out there's like there's a sports team that's named the trash pandas like sure i'll buy their gear right like and then they look into things and they're like oh they haven't even played yet um so yeah kind of like so many different uh feelings about that like it's they're all like positive that it was just like it was strange to yeah like build that i was like I'm not like comparing it to like Nike, but Nike's just like a brand. And then like, you're just like a brand, like a clothing brand. Basically. Yeah. Like nobody knew really what you guys were. Like they'd never seen a game. They've never seen a box score of a game. Like and our stadium was like just getting built. So like for the most part, nobody had been in our stadium. Yeah. So we're just shooting pictures from the stadium. I'm like, <laughs> here is stuff that you can expect to see. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you know, it was fun. It definitely, you know, whatever, all the cliches of, like, working through COVID, but, like, it, it was an adjustment from nobody 
on our end, uh, especially myself, like expected that. So I kind of had to pivot. I'm like, I don't work for a sports team anymore for like a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's I tough. For a sports team. Yeah. That, that would be tough. Like, man. Like, cause, cause you got to find stuff to promote. Like, I know you guys had events and stuff like that, but like, there's no like, um, you know, thirsty Thursday to promote. There's no, um, whatever, you know, events and merch were like our breadwinners. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Speaking of merch, uh, I talked about a little bit before we started recording I gotta get some merch at some point. With my last name being Coon, it's it's just gotta happen. I think so. Um, yeah, at some point, we're um, we're in the process now with with the with the popularity of our merchandise. Um, it was so hard to we, our main priority, like during the season, was servicing the people who are coming to the ballpark mm-hmm. during to like buy merchandise so that's like what we had to restock first yeah so like for pretty much most of the season our online selections which we're trying to get a lot of orders from and consistently do like that was pretty bare bones people were still buying stuff just because we couldn't keep it stocked with that's with crazy it's like you got you know six thousand fans coming into the ballpark and a bunch of them are buying merch and that's yeah. six days a week so like hey. what do you, what do you do? So now that we're in the off season, our our merch team, the the retail crew is like they're killing it. They they have so much. Like I showed you a video. Some like all the boxes that we have down in the clubhouse. That all our orders that are coming in that we're gonna stock. Like we haven't had our new era on field hats available for like a while now. Wow. Uh, on I know we get asked like all the time like when our hats coming back in stock. I'm like. It takes it takes a while with new era. Yeah, new um, era does take a long time because they're all hand stitched. Yeah, and then just you know the, all the supply chain stuff. Yeah. So um, that's been a, a huge bugaboo for us. And right. um, but you know, fortunately, we're getting getting that back up soon okay. as we uh, approach the holidays. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean that's a good problem to have though. Like, oh no, we ran out of merch. <laughs> like, you know, but uh. um, so it looks like. You know, your guys' social media accounts are awesome. Um, yours, um, personally, is is really fun, too, to follow. And we'll, I'll let you plug that, you know, at the end. But it really seems like you have a lot of creative, creative freedom, excuse me, when it comes to running the team's social accounts. Um, and, you know, some places I worked, I did have the, that creative freedom, and some places I did not. So I kind of get that, and it's always way more fun um, and engaging when you do have that creative freedom. Um, can you just kind of speak to how nice that is? Yeah, it's it's tremendous um, to be able to walk into a situation like that and like have your your bosses like immediately like trust your judgment of like what you're going to post, and like we have we have content meetings all the time to like make sure that we are getting the things promoted that we need to um whether it's events or or tickets and making sure those things are part of the content plan Mm -hmm. um but yeah they i say this like as i don't know there's almost no rules yeah um, that's awesome for me again because we just we never existed there are no brand standards like we just kind of created them as we've gone 
um, and our, our creative director, um, who does a tremendous job. Like I'm, I'm really lucky also too, to have creative director. And then, um, he has someone under him, um, who provide like all of our visuals. Um, and they're really good graphic designers and video guys and, um, you know, to where like myself and my social media coordinator, like we don't have to do a lot of that stuff. Um, again, That's we're given cool. the freedom to like, if we want to get something up quick, like yeah. I kind of know the look that they're going for and, and things like that. And we can post like, there's really no issue with like posting lower quality, like phone videos versus like, yeah, uh, you know, have like nicer produced stuff. Um, it's just kind of, it's been freewheeling a yeah. little bit. Uh, but now we're starting to, um, you know, we know, we found out what worked and didn't work in, in our first season. And th- again, this is my first season working in my yeah. baseball. I've been social media for five plus years now, but um, I, I learned, I had to learn so much for this first season and same with my, same with my coordinator. This is her first season working in both social media and minor league baseball. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we kind of freewheeled it in year one, hey. I think a little bit and just, we sort of had things on a weekly basis, um, you know, per series. And, uh, but now I think we, we have a little bit better idea and hopefully fingers crossed that, um, we'll be able to have a lot more access to players next yeah. year, like COVID limited access always wins in, right. in social media. And we, we did our best to like push those limits to what we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, if we can have normal full access again, like that's going to be huge for us. You know, Cause I got a lot of things. Yeah. I gotta I'm, sh- up in I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. It's always like, you know, you guys are always so like, um, relevant and timely and and you guys don't have a problem with being a little bit edgy not racy but edgy there's a big difference and i'm and i like the problem with like you know some teams that i worked for is like all right like i want to put out this edgy thing well it takes three days to to get that approval and then it's not relevant anymore you know um so you guys are absolutely killing it i love it appreciate it we're fortunate too that it just that just lines up with our brand in general like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna ju- like i'm just use this as an example like uh i guess the tampa tarpons now but the like the tampa yankees existed or whatever like mm-hmm. you have yankees attached to your name yeah. like that's that's automatically like it's all connected right whereas like we're arguably the weirdest name or whatever you want to say like top 10 weirdest names in minor league baseball yeah maybe all of sports uh with a great logo and and all that jazz so like it lines up for us to be weird sure um and that that lines up with me just personally uh, (laughs) and influence a lot of that as well because i'm you know i i like a lot of that stuff and yeah i'm probably on twitter entirely too much but like uh, even just personally, but it like it helps in my job. Yeah, to for sure. Tweet, um, tweet about Tennessee throwing Tennessee fans throwing trash on the field. That, that was like at 11 p.m. at <laughs> night, but I just happened to be watching it. So. Yeah, yeah. So like, well, you guys are killing it, so um, that's awesome. Uh, so 
I know your minor league baseball career is kind of young, not necessarily, because you did work in the Northwoods League. So uh, what is the most other duties as a sign moment in your career so far? Yeah, uh, everything that we did in 2020 without baseball. Um, So basically what we did as a staff, while a lot of other teams kind of furloughed people or laid Mm -hmm. folks off and kind of just shut down operations, um, that was probably the majority of minor league teams that Mm -hmm. did that. Uh, We had a lot of people, myself included, that moved to Rocket City for this job. Yeah, I, I moved from Indiana. We have people moved from all over the country. Um, so our ownership didn't want that to like go unfounded. Sure. Um, so we decided like, Hey, you know, COVID at the time, like wasn't rampant in Alabama. Um, you know, so we were fortunate in that regard and, you know, the <laughs> government's a little more uh, loose with the COVID restrictions mm-hmm. uh, than probably most other states. <laughs> and, um, so we were able to, to have events, um, pretty much all throughout the year. So the amount of nights that I worked in the concession stand, slinging hot dogs and pouring beer, um, I've worked parking, I've worked, uh, just the entirety of the light, the Christmas light show that we did, um, which we have coming up again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, our staff and like it, it kept our jobs, yeah. um, which was huge. Um, we had to work from basically mid November until the end of the year when our Christmas light show, some conglomeration of our staff, uh, was at the ballpark for 52 straight nights. Wow. Um, so I think I probably worked 40 of those. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Christmas was hard last year and like it was, it saved our, it kept all our jobs and we were able to, you know, make money from that, which is really, really fortunate. But yeah, yeah uh, making s'mores and um, working out in the cold ticket booth uh, out in the parking lot uh, while like thousands of cars are coming in for the light show and um all those different things. So, uh, pretty wild. You know, I put on the mascot suit a few times here and there. I was Um, just going to ask you that actually. Yeah. You got to do it. It's actually, um, it, it's, uh, has a height limit. Okay. You can't probably over like five, eight for it. It's like a shorter costume and I'm I'm five, six. So it like lines up perfectly. I know (laughs) you're paying because, um, to be snappy, the turtle, in Beloit, there is a height limit as well. Um, if you're if you're more than about five eight, your your legs start your human legs start showing at the bottom of the tights. Um, so by default in the off season, I was always the front office member that had to be snappy. So I, I feel your pain for sure. Yeah. So that was um, yeah. Those were definitely the other duties as a sign. Like we just <laughs> none of us did our job like the amount of like we all worked in concessions like we all said afterwards that one like we could probably run our own concession stand for a night yeah like the head like i know what i know what's everything's happening that and i i've never worked in like food and beverage before either i never worked at a restaurant but like learning all that lingo and stuff right and then we just ate entirely too much concession food because we worked there of course (laughs) a ton of nights for the christmas light show oh yeah 
So, yeah, yeah, I I don't even like buy hot dogs at the grocery store because I have eaten way too many hot dogs in my career. Like working in minor league baseball for eight years, like that's always what's left in the concessions at the yeah. end of the night, and that's what you grab. It's free. It's hot. Um, so, but I am so like sick of hot dogs. Like I just do do not buy them. So, um, all right. So this past year, I guess you could go with the Northwoods league as well, but what's the strangest thing you've had to assist with during a game? Um, I wouldn't say this is necessarily strange, but it, it was almost like something we got roped into doing, um, so myself, our MC slash, he's our, uh, marketing manager, um, our director of corporate sales and, uh, two other sales guys got roped into being the trash pan dancers, Ooh. uh, for this season, which is your, your grounds crew dance team. Right. Uh, so, but we wouldn't do it every night or anything. We'd probably do it like once a series, maybe twice. Okay. Um, so first couple times, like we didn't really know what we were doing. Um, none of us are professional choreographers. Yeah. Like we can, we can dance a little bit. Like we're not, you know, we can have fun with it. And the point is to look goofy anyways. And, uh, we, we didn't really know what we were doing. We just kind of like watched some YouTube tutorials and like whatever song <laughs> we picked and kept out. You know, you drag, and then on the way back, you stop at second base and, you know, do the dance and stuff. Right. People liked it, and, um, you know, it was fun. And then we progressively got way more into it as the season went of, like, us, like, learning counts uh, as you're dancing and, like, even <laughs> just uh, freewheeling the dance. So, like, we'd watch a little baby video of it, and then we'd, we'd just add our own things in. We, okay. like, turned it choreographers just during the season and generally we would like learn it on the game day so nice. like we get in at whatever time and we like we'd learn it at like from two to three like we're learning the dance <laughs> uh and then we'd go out there like just a, your adrenaline gets going oh yeah for just like a 25 second we're just like we're so nervous um <laughs> so we did some good dances this year and that was definitely you know we had fun with it but I, we yeah again very other duties as assigned, right? Uh, something that you know we just kind of got. Broke I guess we agreed it. to do this. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> what was the best dance that you guys did this season? Yeah, we did. Um, oh, one of them we did. This is the worst one. <laughs> we did. We were doing the Jingle Bell Rock. We were all dressed in like elf outfits and okay. whatever for Christmas in July. Sure. Game. We were doing Jingle Bell Rock from Mean Girls. Nice. Uh, so it had like a little Mean Girls flair to it. And uh, they played the wrong song. <laughs> so we're just out there like, we're trying to like just do the counts and it looked, it looked so embarrassing. And people uh, like in the crowd, like nobody really noticed because we kind of saved it a little bit. Oh. But in our heads, we were like, oh my God, that was the worst thing we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> people just not they looked all right like it was fine hey um we did uh we did beat it by michael jackson um the best one we did was actually our last one for 90s night uh we did hammer uh we did hammer time okay that's a good so, one 
yeah, we just, we executed that pretty well and it did well in social and stuff. Nice. So, That's awesome. Yeah, we, it's cool. We'll probably bring it back next year. There you go. There you go. What's the weirdest social media message that you've seen while running a team account? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I have this pulled up here. Oh, perfect. Um, so naturally I wouldn't even say this weird. This one is just like, it's so aggressive and <laughs> I, you know, that's the nature of working in social media is like, you're going to get, you're going to see a lot of bad messages and that like, oh, that yeah. stinks. Um, but uh, some of them, like, it, for me, for the most part, like, I, I find humor in most things. Sure. And people are just, like, irrational, and, I, like, I'm pretty level-headed. Um, and I can I can clap back at people a little bit here and there. Um, again, yeah. I had the creative freedom to kind of yeah. be edgy in that department. Nice. Uh, but sometimes you'll just get irrational ones that are just, they're so funny. <laughs> um, so we had one. Uh, I won't, there's a lot of expletives in this. So okay. I'll, just, uh, I'll abbreviate. Okay. <laughs> and um, this is our 4th of July. We, we didn't have a game on 4th of July, but um, we were on the road. Okay. And we, uh, but we had a 4th of July event, like tons of people, um, games and fireworks at the end of the night. Um, and then a guy messaged us at the end of the night uh, I'll just I'll read this here. Right. You guys effing suck. How dare you stole the effing show and I didn't get to see the fireworks because the city of Huntsville decided to change locations this year. Well, guys, you effed up my 4th of July and I might never get to celebrate ever again. Thanks to your BAs. <laughs> it was supposed to be at Mid-City or Space and Rocket Center. And I couldn't afford to see them. So once again, thanks for ruining my night. You guys suck. I hope y'all rot in hell. I don't give an F if y'all press charges for cussing y'all out. I don't care if I go to jail. <laughs> he said he didn't care if he went to jail for the social media message that he sent us. And I responded... Hi, our 4th of July fireworks show was in no way related to what the city of Huntsville decides to do. This is just our own show. Right. We just, this is our own separate event. And then I was like, here are the details of the, he said he missed these fireworks shows. I'm like, you could have just looked this up. Yeah. Like an evil adult. Here are the details. I even sent him a link. So here are the details for other fireworks shows in town this weekend. And then he goes, well, okay, I thought it was going to be in Mid-City or Space and Rocket Center. I'll cuss the city out or whoever set this up. They really pissed me off. I'm sorry if I came at you guys the wrong way. I got to, I got him to apologize within <laughs> two messages. Man, you're the best social media manager. Man, that's something. And, like, stuff like when we get messages like those, like, generally, like, in our post-game staff meeting or something or just like when we're out when we're you know in the office having a drink or something after the game i'll just read yeah. it to the staff oh it's yeah funny and uh yeah people are just wildly irrational and um that's you know that's just one of like many but that one like stuck with me because 
he was he said he didn't care if he went to jail <laughs> I, was, I don't think you could go to jail for that <laughs> I personally have the account i think that's gonna be the title of the episode i don't care if i go to jail <laughs> yeah that's that's probably a good one <laughs> that is that is gold right there um be be a social media manager they said it'll be fun they said <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I ran social media accounts too, so I I love your response. It's great. Uh, that's awesome. That's one for the books for sure. The one I always the the move I always do is when people they'll uh, ask, like, say we post some, about ticket information or something, mm-hmm. and then they'll message us with asking about like some sort of a, a information that like was in the post yeah something so then i just link to the post and just send them the link and like that's it like i don't it's it's kind of passive aggressive but uh, <laughs> just, i'm like yeah here's the link where we just said that that's great man um what what's the what, let me see here so what's the team social post that got you the most interactions or most engagement? Yeah, um, our best performing video across all platforms. Um, our um, athletic trainer this year uh, was a guy named uh, Yusuke Takahashi. He's from Japan and uh, hilarious guy. Just like tremendous dry humor and just like love messing with guys pregame and and all this stuff. Did and he like used to be with the Phillies? Men. What's that? Did he used to be with the Phillies? Uh, he, yeah, he might have been. He's he's bounced around a little bit. Okay, keep going. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um. So good dude, and he. Uh, uh, usually in pregame, our cameraman, um, cameraman in the first base well uh, would just like shoot in our dugout, and the guys would always like goof around. Uh, in the in the pregame and, and do different stuff and yeah uh but it became this bit this running thing that uh maybe like every other every few games uh yusuke would just stare into the camera and they would just like slow zoom in on him just dead stare into the camera and the first time we posted that like it absolutely blew up it, that's awesome. that was, it got like 1.3 million views on tiktok Wow. It was our best performing Twitter video, best performing Instagram reel. Um, so just the way you just staring into the camera, and then it just became a thing. And like other other of the players were like trying to like do it too, but none of them could like hold. They would just start laughing, and right? He could dead air for like so long, and then guys would like do stuff with him while he's. It just became like a running bit, um, and we posted it a few more times because people were like, "Give us more UK content." Yeah. And, that's cool we obliged so yeah he was good uh and then the other uh the other thing that we did um there's a engineering science uh account on youtube called smarter every day okay um they're pretty popular they got millions of subscribers um and his name's destin and he's the guy who who does all the videos uh he he lives here oh Um, cool he comes to a lot of trash pandas games actually. Uh, but they connected before I even started, um, with the trash pandas and had some sort of connection. They wanted to build this supersonic baseball cannon. 
Uh, they're literally trying to shoot a baseball and break the sound barrier. Whoa. Um, so they had this whole process of like, it was like a couple of years that this um, thing came about and that he was a big baseball fan anyways. And then he wanted to send Smarter Every Day branded baseballs to all of his like Patreon subscribers. Cool. But he had a way of like, he didn't know how to get that many baseballs. Okay. He contacted the Trash Pandas and we actually like, we fronted the bill for like all these baseballs just oh well like we put in the order and then yeah you know, they, they paid us for it um like thousands of branded baseballs and they're branded as smarter every day and trash pandas both logos on it nice once the video finally came out last year maybe july maybe of 2020 um like millions of views um and his it's a totally different market that uh, follow his account. So like mm-hmm. it's people that generally aren't sports fans. It's True. like it's engineers and uh, people all in like the STEM industry. Yeah. So all these people are one finding out about the trash fan is cause he like talks about us plenty of time. We, he came to the field uh, to shoot some scenes for the video. Okay. Um, yeah. All this stuff like tremendous partnership that worked out. And then all these people are finding out about our brand, uh, like selling a ton of merch from that video. Um, and then people who were Patreon subscribers were all getting these baseballs that are like trash pandas. And they're like just tagging us in it, like trash pandas, smarter. like I got my baseball and That's stuff. Funny. And like that continued for like a full month of like people buying merchandise. And like we got, I mean, the, the video probably has millions of views on YouTube. Yeah. Um, really the, the cool, absolute coolest thing, um, is that doesn't matter who they were. Like they just, if they were a subscriber, they got a baseball, mm-hmm. even if they like didn't, or they might, they didn't request it or anything. Mm-hmm. So he's sending baseballs just like all different countries and the amount of people that tweeted at us that were like, this is literally my first time holding a baseball Man. and they had our, their like tweet. I'm like, that's insane. Like you don't even think about that. Right. Like I've never baseball before i expected it to be heavier lighter what you know i didn't know it was gonna look like this so that was a really cool unintended consequence Mm -hmm. and um yeah we got a ton of like engagements uh we're trying to set something up again with them uh soon because we need to get maybe our mascot to uh go check out the canon person and for sure for sure i haven't seen it in person yet so that might be yeah, so they were successful in making the cannon. That... Yes, they they broke the sound okay. barrier with the baseball. The baseball yeah. just, uh, just if you just Google "smarter every day" baseball cannon, uh, on on YouTube, um, like watch that video. It's well worth your time. Um, really cool science, like stuff that you know. I, I work in sports. Like I'm not, I'm not that smart with science or math <laughs> things. So like, um, incredibly smart group of people that like put that stuff together, yeah. and it's like pretty wild to see what the result is the ball just explodes obviously yeah it's always amazing um asking social media other social media people in baseball i'm like oh what's your like most epic social media post and like like you guys kind of like not to say like fell backwards into that but like 
that guy just happens to live there, right? And, like, you guys made that partnership. And then that video of the trainer, like, that's something so simple, but yet so funny and engaging. Like, it just it just kind of happens, and, it, and it's amazing. I, Social media is yeah, awesome. I make that video of, of Yusuke either. Like, it, they just shot it pregame, and I was like, oh, my God, and I just clipped it. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I didn't... <laughs> crazy, crazy. But, it, but man, that that's just how things like turn into gold sometimes it's yeah that's fun of this industry for sure yeah yeah What is the weirdest interaction you've had with a fan so far? This can go one of two ways. And maybe you can cut, you might have to cut this. Um, okay. We can just do, I'll, I'll do the first one. Um, my other duties as assigned uh, during the season is in the eighth inning. I'm on the slingshot team. Okay. Or I'm on slingshot teams for just shooting softy balls out in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, and literally every time we shoot, like we shoot eight softy balls out and then like, we're usually by the, uh, our grass berm, which is like where all the kids hang out. There's just a bunch of little kids mm-hmm. running around and, um, no fail every single time we finish shooting and like go back up the stairs, like multiple kids, We'll be like, can I have one? Do you have any left? I'm like, do you think we have any left? Like, we shot all of them, and like, that's how I, that's how I, I'm so jaded by it after the season. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, we shoot them. Like, what do you? Or, in addition to that, it's like the parents were asked, like, can my kid get one? I'm like, dude, we just, do you think we just save them? Like, no, we're we're shooting them all, baby. Right. Come, <laughs> Come back one. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, and. um so just stuff like that, which I get that like happens at, you know, every people want giveaways and stuff like that. Right. I, I get that happens at, you know, every minor league park and whatnot. But it's, it's just funny. It's always like the kids of like, can I have one? Or like, even before you go out to shoot, they like see it like, can I have one? I'm like, I'm just going to give you one right now. Like, that's how this works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one, this is a little more, uh, off the rails here let's go uh are you familiar with furries yeah i i walked by a park one time in pittsburgh when there was like a convention going on and yeah i've been scarred ever since yeah yeah uh furries are incredibly into our brand oh okay they love the trash pandas um interesting we just kind of we're like cute and cuddly and like we you know our mascots he's just like he's furry and funny like yeah uh, so furry like if you don't know what furries are maybe you're a little sheltered i don't know um it's uh it's whatever um you can look it up on your own terms furries are very into our brand so it's been really funny to just like see when people tweet at us um they're like oh i love your you know love your brand and like Early on, we had some people in our office who would be like, oh my gosh, look at these like other mascots. And I'm like, that's 
They're not really mascots. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're not, like, associated with a team. No. Nope. So, not technically. It's people... It's people who like to dress up as, like, in mascot costumes is essentially the... Uh, yes. The basis of it. So, um... You know, I'm not gonna, like, put down what anyone's interests are or anything. Uh, oh, but no. it's just... That's been a funny, uh... Event. Again, very unattended. Um, <laughs> consequence. They're very supportive of, like, our, our stuff. And yeah. People buy, people buy our merch, so... Um, yeah, that's a very like out there scenario. Yeah. <laughs> so that's um, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hey, hey, there's um, something out there for everybody. So <laughs> I don't know if it's like <laughs> someone's gonna listen to this and like be a furry and <laughs> no, no, I I think it's actually really funny, but <laughs> yeah. Do you have so? What's the most frustrating thing about running a team's social media account? I think uh, I would say in year one, I, I, I I'll expect there to be an adjustment um, just by the fans in general. Um, that people didn't know what they didn't know. Right. Um, they never had games before. Um, we're still trying to work through processes as a staff and how we're operating everything. Um, so we kind of learn that on the fly, especially for like the first couple home stands mm-hmm. of like what, what operational adjustments do we need to make? Sure. Um, so people just have, having never been to our ballpark before all throughout the course of the year, like even in the last series, like there's people that are, I mean, that, that always exists in sports. Like people yes. are you know, never going to, this is their first time. It's always someone's first time at a ball game. Right. Uh, so basically educating our fans on all sorts of things. Like I don't necessarily have anything specific, but just all our processes and like we went cashless and clear bag policy and like those are the you know the basics. But even just little things of um, how we're communicating to fans and the actual content that we're communicating um, almost almost over explaining everything mm-hmm. um like it made for some like longer facebook posts that i had to put together sure uh but it was like it's worth it to like if that's going to quell a bunch of messages um then that's that's fine right um so i think that's going to be fingers crossed like people will be a little more adjusted to like and know what we're doing mm-hmm. uh, i think that was the most frustrating thing with and you kind of had to take a step back a lot of the times is that we're here every day. We are running the show. So we do know everything, mm-hmm. but like most people don't. And, uh, having to, like getting so many messages on, uh, on our social media platforms, like asking questions like that you think might be like really basic. Um, or like people that have, this is my biggest, my weirdest thing. Um, that I get frustrated with is people who message our accounts with ticketing questions. And again, they might not know, again, it's, I got to take a step back and people might not know who's running the social media accounts. Mm-hmm. Like they might think it's the ticketing department yeah. or something but like I have, if I've ever had like a ticketing issue for like a sporting event, like my first thought is absolutely not, yeah, I'm gonna Facebook message them like I'm calling the ticket office. Right, 
like it baffles me it always baffled me that like people wouldn't just why wouldn't you call the ticket office like that they're the yeah. ticket people mm-hmm. but again it's just an adjustment because like people have never had baseball here or they haven't had baseball here in, in a long five time. years so mm-hmm. and we operated people would always say like oh the huntsville stars did this this and that i'm like well, we're not the huntsville stars right they that it got they're not here for a reason yeah (laughs) i got ran into the ground yep so um basically being patient with uh fans who don't know as much information uh you probably had to explain um that you weren't having tryouts quite a bit right yeah, here and there. Um, not as much as I thought, but those okay. are always the funniest thing, too. That was another weird message. I remember messaging a guy. I uh, asked about tryouts, and he gave, like, all his stats, and then I I maybe kind of mansplained him too much. <laughs> I should have just gave him a customer service response. But I was like, well, if you're familiar how the Major League Baseball and professional baseball system works, like, the minor league team, you have to get signed by the professional organization – um, blah blah blah. Then you get assigned. I like I, I kind of mansplained it. Yeah. And he was like, well, he was like, oh well, I, I know how it works. I'm like, well, obviously you don't because you message us asking for a tryout. Like that's yeah. not how it works. So yeah. Um, we didn't get too many of those to be honest, but those are always funny to get. Um, and then just we had uh, we had some unfortunate. We didn't catch. You know, I would say. Uh, over the course of like our existence like it's the highs and lows are really really weird because like we've sold all this merchandise and we've had all the success as a brand but like there's been a bunch of breaks that like haven't gone our way like really? getting our season canceled yeah uh, and then um when we did have a season this year uh you know we had 60 games 60 home games and then uh, you know, if you have all 60, if you don't get any rainouts or double headers, like that's, you had 60 home games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had like unseasonably rainy summer. Um, and we ended up with only 48 total home dates. Oh, so, wow. You know, if you get, if a game gets canceled or like axed, pushed to a double header, like that takes a, for those who don't know, that takes a game off your like total. Right. So if you have one double header because of a rain out, like that's now 59 home dates. We had 48. Wow. Because wow. our last four also got canceled due to COVID. 48 was the lowest in minor league baseball. Wow. Okay. So we had the least amount of game dates on our schedule. And because of how many times we had issues with like rain delays and then postponing, um that's like the biggest frustration is people who like all these like conspiracy theorists because we had a lot of times we're like you know we do our best to play the game like we don't want to play a double header right like uh we still don't know game status so we're still opening gates yeah that whole scenario we're mm-hmm. opening gates and it, that even happened for our last um our last couple of games when we had covid issues uh, we opened like gates on Thursday and Friday and like had people come in because we didn't know, like we were literally waiting on results and all this stuff. And like, oh. we didn't find it until like five thirty. 30 with the, with the team. 
Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Within, within our team. Wow. Um, so then we had to announce at 545, like yeah, 15 minutes after we found out that the game wasn't happening and just all these conspiracy theorists that are like, oh, they knew, they knew the entire day. They knew, like, these messages that get posted, they knew the entire day that they were going to cancel the game. They opened gates anyways to, like, make money to you know, make us spend money and whatnot. I was like, and the thing, I totally get that people, like companies and industries, like will generally screw people over. Like that's just, that's kind of our society, which sucks. Yeah, and, but, it, but it's not you know, like a community ran like team, you know? Yeah, and people are just conditioned to like, oh, people are after us. Like people are, you know, these organizations are gonna like, they're gonna do what's best for them. Right. And it's so hard to explain to people because people would just believe whatever they want to believe, and you can't. You're not gonna really change that. It's whatever. Yeah. Uh, and like, we always joke. We're like, you know what? We would make way more money from you doing is actually playing the game for three hours. <laughs> right. That's why we do our best to play the game, and then it stinks when we have to axe it because of rain. It's something yeah. out of our control, and we're exactly. just like we would make way more money from you. So we're not, no, we're not trying to (laughs) make money from you. And then especially with the COVID thing, it's like so many people thought we were like withholding information and like they knew all day they weren't going to play and stuff like that. And we literally like, we were just waiting on results and we're like, (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) I can't explain that. Like, and people would just, you know, you you get people who defend us and in the comments, which is always nice too. But um, Yeah. yeah, that's definitely, People like need people, to realize that we're here to take advantage of them. And it's like, we're not like, we're, we want you to have a good time. <laughs> right. People need to realize like that. It's a small business that you yeah. guys are running. Like it's not, you're not being funded by the major league club or major league baseball. That's what people think too. Yeah. It's just like they're missing. That's a huge misconception of sports in general yeah. of like, especially minor league baseball. Like, Oh, they're a professional sports team they're just making the big bucks right that's not how it works yeah exactly um so you said you guys got rained out quite a bit this year so with rain outs there's you gotta have like a wild tarp story right we really i i i tried to think of this through uh we really did not have any specifically wild tarp stories okay everyone kind of did oh wait we do have one okay Okay. uh we had a scenario where it was a game day uh or we played the night before and it was like there was no rain on the forecast so we we we're like all right we don't need to target tonight um and then at storm like popped up in the middle of the night and uh maybe at 6 30 or 7 in the morning like i'm getting woken up by like thunder and lightning and it's like a significant storm and i'm just like we don't have the tarp in the field and it was oh it was on a saturday too when he said like our gm said like come in later too so everyone probably set their alarm super late and like we didn't have tarp so like nobody nobody's worrying about it for the most part Mm -hmm. and then we get like a message like if you're here like available like come the field asap um i was the fifth person there and there were 
two people in ATVs uh, that hooked hooked it up on a cable, and then like two more people. They were trying to do it with four people. Yeah. Uh, while it was already being dumped on, and oh. it wasn't. They got it like halfway, and then we sporadically had, I don't know, seven, eight people that came in and it was this whole ordeal for like 30 to 45 minutes that we're just, we are straining as hard as we can to get this tarp on the field. Like we, it was already too heavy. It, we're still getting rained on. Uh, we just couldn't, we kept trying different methods. We like dumped it and like tried to, it took, and then the, infield was starting to get muddy mm-hmm. a little bit so like that makes it stick on the bottom yep. and you can't really drag it uh it, it was like this insane ordeal that we're just like all right where's the rest of our staff and it just like it, it was just unfortunate because right people were told that like we'd have to tarp so yeah. people were probably sleeping did you guys play that night yeah wow that we kind of got it on half of the infield and then we were able to finally tarp it once more people came then like the sun came out of course and we took it off and then you know we poured a bunch of turfus on it and right our grounds crew did a really good job um luckily it wasn't like horrific but that whole like hour of like that we were so sore for days because like you pulling as hard as you can for like 30 plus minutes is like is nuts yeah it was like rain too so yeah that was our that was our main tarp store that i definitely forgot until right now okay all right just yeah just having we just Not got enough horrible people. luck yeah the whole year um so by the end of it we were just calling it i made like a joke alternate logo like i photoshopped the shark week <laughs> logo, replaced shark with tarp um i just sent that like internally to our staff that's uh, awesome. it, 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 well, the joke was that it was anytime we had a road game or our, our road series, like our weather in was Huntsville was impeccable. perfect. Yeah. Amazing. Came back and we're like, all right, it's tarp week. Like every week is tarp week. <laughs> series, so. Oh man, that's funny. So what's it like working with former pulling tarp podcast guest, Aaron Cheris? Um, he, he came on like literally, I think the week that COVID happened, like maybe, maybe it was like the week after, but like it was when there were literally no sports going on whatsoever. Um, and he was laid off at the time, um, like freshly laid off, um, in Charlotte. So, um, I'm, I'm, it sounds like things have turned around for him quite a bit. Um, so was it like working with Aaron now? Yeah, Aaron's great. Like I, I work probably closer with him than probably most, probably anyone else in the office too. Okay. Uh, Cause we will rotate our, our press box upstairs. Like we'll rotate who's doing like stadium coverage. Okay. Um, for like who's monitoring the social feeds between me and my social media coordinator mm-hmm. and Aaron sits right next to us. So like, you know, for however many, you know, 60 home games, like, you know, that, that, that press box banter is always really fun. Yeah. Oh, Aaron's yeah. great. Um, he loves baseball and it's yeah. like, it, I don't know, inspiring maybe isn't the word, but like he, he freaking loves baseball and he's like, 
he knows his stuff, mm-hmm. which is really, really cool. And it's like perfect as a media relations guy. Right. Um, he's super detailed with like his game notes and, and all good. this stuff. So yeah, he does a really good job with, with stats. And um, so yeah, we he, he started with us probably two week, week, two three weeks before the season started. So he had to like hit the ground running and yeah. didn't have a break until the season ended essentially. Yeah um from from his point of view of like just all right here you go <laughs> well talking to him he wouldn't have had it any other way i'm sure so yeah and it was huge like and he did all our game store like most of our game recaps and stuff which like i guess like we would have had to do or our announcer mm-hmm. uh, and podcaster would have had to do um but i was like oh man like i can't believe we hired just worked out that way though we just happened to like hire him we were like oh we need someone media relations and it was like oh god we would have been like lost without yeah yeah not having like him. like like where to, on the media relations yeah where where are we going to find this person you know a month before the season starts right like yeah, yeah so it yeah it worked out great and then um we we we've kept him on as well perfect um, for uh so he's actually helping out in some other areas just that's the essence of minor league baseball sure he's helping out with retail he's helping out with um oh uh he's been he's been doing mascot stuff okay mascot appearance because he's like he's my height too probably okay. five six and um so he you know he's been a great team player in that department as well and then in addition to just some other you know baseball stuff in the off season as awesome. well so yeah you know he likes it here and you know it's good to work with them glad to hear it glad to hear it um so i saw on your instagram that you did stand-up comedy for the first time um how did how did that go yeah i I, i've done it a few times since then too okay Uh, when i was looking i've always liked stand-up comedy like my entire life um and and saturday night live and i've been really into that um into that world for a while now and um you know it, it's funny because like a lot of people like think they're funny and like th- there are so many people who are funny yeah uh, but like stand-up is a whole nother beast and it's like really hard but and um but i've always thought i've had like good writing chops and like good idea like i have a running list of stand-up topics in my notes app okay it's super long it j- it's just observations stuff you think of um so i've always wanted to like try it and i you know i'm working in like broadcasting and um, that like having that as a background and, um, yeah, I've been on TV, been on radio. Like I have no problem speaking in front of people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a lot of people's angle is like, they want to like get out of their comfort zone and yeah. like speak in front of people where I'm like, no, I want to like write, I want to try to like write, see what jokes I can write. Okay. Cause I'm not shy about being in front of people, but yeah, I took a class in, in Indianapolis and it was like eight weeks long. It was really cool. Um, there were like 10 people in it and our, um, our like instructor, he's lo- local comedy guy, but he was really yeah. good and brought in some guest speakers. And, and then at the end of it, you, you wrote like a five minute set and then we performed it all like as like a showcase, cool. and which is the absolute best environment to like do a first time stand up comedy. Cause like everyone had family and friends there and it was like a packed room of like okay plus people which is like you're never gonna do that yeah ever 
just it's just like a random stand-up comedy thing um and like everyone's super supportive so that was like the ideal scenario and you know i think it went pretty well and um but, you know, i've done a few like open mics both like in indianapolis and then uh since i moved down here i've, I've done a couple or i've done two i think okay um since i moved down here it's just like it's something that i kind of just randomly get an itch for that i you know i i'm you know, i'm not that not that good but i i think i'm like a decent writer and um yeah you know like it, it's space it's more it falls for me more along the realm of like are my ideas about the world validated <laughs> that's just okay. what I'm like do do other people find this silly yeah as opposed to like i'm trying to like make people like roll over laughing like, yeah i just want to chuckle i just want to chuckle from people okay so right. um yeah hey. random thing that gets that i enjoy doing so. yeah i re- i respect that do you incorporate um like the minor league baseball world into your stand-up at all or not uh, yet? i haven't yet because uh, i don't really want people to know that i like okay. work in for a team or something gotcha um, or especially like with how big the trash pandas are in this area like That's i don't need people knowing i work for them okay um I I absolutely could like yeah. There's someone I, they do a, um, the St. Paul Saints. Uh, they do a couple things where they do a a stand update, stand update, which is like a video series that they did during the season. Where I think his name's Josh. Does he literally does like stand up jokes about like what the highlights of that homestand. Oh. Like what's going on with like bobblehead or whatever giveaways and the nights and stuff like that that's so cool they present it in like stand-up format which is really cool nice uh, and then they've even started a podcast kind of like based around that which i think they do a good job of. okay that's cool that's cool um so i saw that you are also a fan of ted lasso um and I so I don't think I'm like going to like any Halloween parties this year per se but um on Friday we're at my office we're allowed to dress up so um I kind of feel like I not I mean like roughly very roughly like I resemble Roy Kent and the fact that I have dark hair and a dark beard obviously yeah um and so, and I used to play soccer, so I have the shin guards, the cleats, the the shorts, and that kind of stuff. So I bought a um, a Sh- Roy Kent jersey from Barstool. So that's what I'm gonna be um, at my office on Friday. Um, so, and I love Roy Kent's character. He's just awesome. Um, he says the f bomb so much, and it's hilarious. Um, but so I want to know who your favorite character is. Uh, probably Coach Beard. Yes. Uh, I just, his dryness is, is perfect. Um, and then all of his like nonsense with his like off and on again girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, the video of, or the scene of him, uh, going into the club and dancing is like my, maybe one of my top five favorite scenes in yes. the show is like perfect um so i i love him and he just yeah his entire personality is great higgins is great too mm-hmm. uh just as like a <laughs> communications guy as like a fellow communications guy like he's just he's goofy and, and good 
I do think I am going to go as Ted Lasso for Halloween. There you go. Um, Just like whatever. My hair can, you know, it's close enough. I can get a mustache. I I was Ron Swanson one year for Halloween, like back in college. So like it's that simple. Like I can just do a mustache. Yeah. uh, I just, I I think I'm going to like Jerry Riga an outfit a little bit but i have like i have good shoes i have like good like nike shoes that i can rock with it got some air force ones yeah Yeah, some similar similar style and then i'll just like print out like a richmond logo and maybe just slap it on a uh a quarter zip or something okay all right i'll I'll wear it to our halloween event that i gotta work anyway so okay i like it i like it um what did you think of of the ending or or of season two yeah Spoiler alert! Freaking yeah, Nate. Mm-hmm. Tough scene. Yep. Did not right. expect him to go that way, but that's that's good writing. Yeah. It would have yeah. been too easy to just make him like nice and. Exactly. Yeah. Writing. I I know. I tweeted like the day after I I watched the episode. I was like, "Good morning to everyone except for Coach Nate." Like, he's the his worst. his like Anakin Skywalker like his dark side turn is like is really good yeah they did a good i i know because he was so likable and then he just turned on everybody it's good writing i'm looking forward to season three for sure all right so i know we did have one listener question and this is from matt stewart um so he and i guess he's a fellow uf alum with you Yeah, Matt, that, he's my best friend. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, he asked... Good, good. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, okay. He's, he, he asked, who's your favorite Pokemon? Yeah, um, yeah, Matt, so first off, Matt is, uh, he's the assistant softball coach for Campbell University. Okay. So he's been moving up a little bit in the nice. coaching rank stuff and college softball and nice um, anyway i threw him a little plug there but um yeah my favorite pokemon is uh lapras um which you know not a common like it's a common you know people know who lapras is but you know not exactly a a common choice like people pick charizard or pikachu or whatever right Uh, i just like being from florida i like that he's like lapras is a marine he's like He's very smart and is powerful in Pokemon. So, all right, all right, I dig it. Uh, so, Lucas, where can the listeners find you on social media? Yeah, I'm in at L Dolengowski. I'll spell it for you. <laughs> uh, it's L D O L E N G O W S K I on uh, on Twitter there and Instagram. I guess if you want. Well, yeah, on Instagram, but okay. uh, and then we're at at Trash Pandas on so or on Twitter, and then at Trash Pandas Baseball on everything else: Instagram, okay. TikTok. Awesome, awesome. So during your minor league baseball career, what has been your favorite walk-up song, and whose was it? I know you sent it to me already, and I know it's it's not an American song. Um, but yeah, what it what is it and whose was it? Yeah, I believe the name. The, it's called El Cielo es el limite. Okay. My Spanish accent's not that good. Um, and it's this really. Hopefully, you can 
maybe throw it in. And, and oh yeah, I'm gonna it. throw it in at the end. Yeah, and um, so we had a guy on our team this year. Uh, his name was Ivondel Isabel. He was just this six foot four, just huge human, ultimate uh, three true outcomes guy. Okay. Uh, struck out a lot. He actually ended up getting released by the uh, Angels uh, uh, at one point in the season. But like he became a fan favorite just because he was like this huge guy and he hit some tank on. He hit one four eighty four this year. Jeez. I think uh, I think that was our longest one or four seventy something. He hit some tank home runs um this year, which is really, really cool. Just ultimate like raw power. Yeah. And uh he became a fan favorite because the way our PA announcer would say his name when he was coming up to bat would I'll try to do it justice here. Okay. <laughs> but he say E Bondell. E so he would really draw it E Sabel. He and then as he got through the year, he would draw it out even more. Okay. So that became like a, he became like a cult hero type deal. Right. And, uh, this huge human hit tank home runs. And this song is just like a slow ballad. And (laughs) it just like, it never matched up and we never knew all these guys have like hype songs and he has this just slow, slow ballad, which I think it's in like the YouTube video I sent you. It's from this like, animated horse movie called yeah. spirit okay. i think uh i don't know it never matched up and it was always so funny to us that he's just like this athletic specimen and <laughs> it's 450 foot bombs and like this is his slow like walk-up song and that's that was, great that was our favorite one this year that is fantastic well lucas thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening tonight um, to come on the Pulling Tart Podcast. Really appreciate it. And um, best of luck uh, moving forward in your minor league baseball career and with the Trash Pandas. And, again, just thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Should be uh, I'm looking forward to some more episodes in the future, just from other, hearing from other folks. I've been going back through some old episodes and um, eager to learn from, from other folks in the business, too. All right. Well, thank you. Um, absolutely. Right. Y abro sus alas y voló muy lejos, donde nunca nadie más llegó. Y demostró que no hay límite, no hay imposibles cuando tienes fe. You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.